back. Cause you're looking for the same thing. It's a new thing. Check out this up ring. Yo. <laughs> what up? Uh-oh, the rope of all I love because I'm living alone next to the bit. Come on. Turn up the radio. You know what was amazing about Flavor Flav? Flav, I mean, there were, there were sidekicks beforehand, I'm sure. But what Flav did, he gave sidekicks something. He gave the background dudes something to aspire to. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I mean, who else could just add a, yeah, and make you say, yeah, there go Flav right there. Yo, what up, man? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode. You're back with the Father Monkey Protocol. What up, fam? How y'all doing? How y'all doing uh, here as we are full, full on in the midst of spring, this spring thing? Ooh, ooh, like that? Big shout out my man, Big Mike in the building with the thumbs up. Um, you know, shout out to Joseph Vesey, who's who's hard at work getting his uh, his NACA submission together. Um, uh, um, Michael just uh, said good show. We'll get into that as a matter of fact in a second because I just Michael just sent me uh, uh, the rough draft. <coughs> excuse me of um, of the, uh, some of the footage from Gotham Weekend, which which we gonna use to get our spe- our hour special, man. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, big shout out to um, to to our network, All Things Comedy. Yeah, yeah, check out a bunch of their shows on the All Things Comedy. Uh, on, <clears throat> excuse me, did I did I stutter? Yes, I did. I wouldn't say I stuttered so much as uh, I, I was I was uh, verklempt. I was a little flabby. Um, yeah, so y'all make sure you know you go and check out um, All Things Comedy. And some of the wonderful shows on the All Things Comedy Network. You know, uh, actually just added my man, the big dog. The big dog. Uh, my man, Ralphie May, um, is is on there. Or is on All Things Comedy now. Which is, is, which is three shades of awesome. Hmm? Um, so you check out my man, Ralphie May. Um, he has a he has a new podcast on there called Perfect Ten with uh Ralphie May and Lana Turner. Um, uh, I think that's his wife. Is that his wife? I think it's his wife. I- I'm not sure. I'm I'm out of the loop with these things. As always, check out my man Brian Scalaros. This is my uh, this is uh this is my po- this is my podcast. Um, Brian Scalaro, one of the funniest dudes. That what you know the the cast that you like. Um, the the people always use this term. You know. And fill in the blank of uh, whatever type of performance they're doing. You know, some people say he's a musician's musician. He's a drummer's drummer. He's a he's a comics comic. Uh, but it, it, look, Mike is like, what does that mean? You know what it means? It really just means the type of the type of person that is in your field, and you will stop what you're doing and go admire and take in what they're doing. You know what I mean? And so Brian, I actually uh, when I was in LA a couple of weeks ago, I think one of the first first pictures y'all y'all could check it out because uh, it is actually I really captured me enjoying Brian Scalero. I found out Scalero's on the shows uh, with me. I've known Brian forever, and uh, <laughs> and and he just and his was funny. He has he has new material, but then he'll also just throw in some of these old classic bits uh, um, that. I I never can do justice. Look, it's um 
probably three, six, nine, twelve, about fifteen pictures back. By the time y'all see this, it might be a couple more. But if you go on my Instagram, um, there's a picture of of Scalera on stage and me dying laughing. And, and people always ask me, they're like, "Yo, is this is this your? Were you really laughing or were you just um, hamming it up?" Yo, I was dying. <laughs> Because Brian Scalero is just funny. He has this joke. I'm going to ruin it. He's like, um, he said, when women, <laughs> he said, when when women, uh, you know, orgasm, it sounds like they're walking up steps and getting exhausted. Like, oh, 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 um, oh, God, right? Whereas when a dude is, is skeeting, it sounds like he's falling down the steps. He's like, Ugh. Oh, ah. <laughs> so y'all check out Brian Scalero's This Is My Podcast um, on all things comedy. Uh, you could also catch uh, Come to Papa, Tom Papa, real funny dude. And, uh, you know, there are a lot to choose from. So y'all go on. Uh, I think my boy uh, Felipe, Felipe, rewind that. Is. Y'all check out my man, uh, my boy Felipe, uh, you know, winner of Last Comic Standing, <clears throat> Felipe Esparza. His podcast called, What's Up, What's Up, Fool? Uh, just a funny joint. He just celebrated his one-year anniversary uh, being out with his joint. So y'all check that joint out, man. And, uh, and yo, boom, here we are. Uh, you know, like I said, in the middle of spring. Good to have my man uh, Big Mike back in the building. It's, it's been some time since he was chilling here in the living room with the prepper. Uh, but it's good to have him back. Last time I saw Michael, he um, he did an amazing job recording our set at uh, at Gotham, <clears throat> Gotham Comedy Club a couple weekends ago. Also, real quick, y'all make sure if you're in the Pittsburgh area, uh, you can catch me actually this week. At the Pittsburgh Improv uh, this this Thursday. I always want to say Wednesday because normally I get in on Wednesday, but this Thursday you can catch me April twenty third through April twenty sixth. Uh, I'm doing six shows Thursday through Sunday at the Pittsburgh Improv. So if you or you're out there, you have some people out there, y'all come on out, toss it up. It's gonna be a banger, be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, so back to Gotham, man. I want to say say a quick thank you and shout to to uh, Big Mike and uh, and Vessie. And oh, as always, make sure you check out Vessie's uh, the Callback podcast. Um, it's doing big things are going on over there. You know, um, I think it's time for me to. We should do a, I haven't done a part two with Vessie. Vessie and I need to sit down because that's kind of what um, was the genesis for me finally, uh, you know, doing the Father Monkey Protocol. You know, so y'all keep an eye out for that, fam. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I reached out to uh, Vessie, who then reached out to Michael. I, I think I also reached out to Michael as well because I wanted to um, I wanted to shoot uh, shoot my set at Gotham. Um, because it was suggested to me, I think I might have even said, spoken about this uh, previously, but it was suggested to me uh, by management to uh, record a set, you know, and start preparing um, for for uh, to shoot shoot an hour. So you know, we 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 scrambled and went through pretty much every joke I've ever written that I still kind of do or might do, and uh, you know, we sifted through the filler. Um, took out the preservatives, <laughs> you know, and and 
put out like the best, uh, the best of the best, you know, the best, the the bangers. Because sometimes people will ask, like one of one of my buddies, um, Big Angelo, Angelo Sarukas, he and I were talking. Um, we were talking about uh, how um, you know everyone's sort of coming down on Trevor Noah. Uh, Trevor Noah was selected to be um, to be the you know. Uh, uh, John Stewart's successor on The Daily Show. And uh, I guess someone had called because we have a, a mutual friend that uh, is very close with Ange, and um, they called Ange trying to find out what how he felt about uh, one of our one of our buddies, you know, saying some, I guess, disparaging things with regards to Trevor Noah, um, you know, taking over and then... Uh, you know, some some accusations towards Trevor, which I ain't going to get into because I'm not, I ain't in that conversation. But uh, in in talking to Ange, Ange pointed out, um, you know, it's like when when that there's, there's another comic that does a, does a bit about Michael Jackson, right? Um, now, here's what's funny. And he told that comic, he was like, you, you know, Dean does pretty much that same joke and does it better. Uh, I don't... His, I don't get caught up in in better or worse or first or last. I know what I did, what I did. I don't even think this comic necessarily jacked me. I think is you know is I, but I have tape of me doing these jokes back in the nineties. So you know I didn't steal it, right? Um, all that to say, I don't really do. There's certain jokes that I will not do uh, or do not do. I shouldn't say will not because you never know what you may or may not do, but there's certain jokes I don't do, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm on the road, when I'm headlining in, in, in the country. Now, there are other jokes that I will do when I go overseas, um, uh, when I, even when, I, when I'm at sea, when I'm doing these, uh, these cruise gigs. Why, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. Um, mainly because you're dealing with very different demographics. So if, if I'm in... Like, for instance, me doing Michael Jackson sounds constipated joke at this point um, when I was just at Gotham, for me, feels hacky, right? Feels hackneyed. Um, feels like it's been done numerous times. Once again, because I feel like I was doing them long before a lot of other people were. I feel like I can do them when I go overseas because, well, you know what? I created this joke. Um, but... Now me doing it uh, here. And some people might actually listen and say, well, that sounds like you're shortchanging the audiences overseas. Or, or no, it's not shortchanging so much as I know someone might have children in the audience um, in Cairo or Alexandria, Egypt. So I know, boom, you know what? I'm going to do the material that uh, I'm not going to go heady. I'm not going to tr- attempt to hit people in their heads. Uh, whereas... Uh, at Gotham, and I didn't even realize this till after the fact. I didn't do any material about, um, you know, these these uh, quote unquote police brutality cases that have been. Which, hey, guess what? We have a couple more since since last week. Yeah, it was great. You know, it's bad 
when when like the newscast, you just love to see a, a newscaster open up. You love to see Chuck Scarborough uh, uh, from NBC News just open up. And now this week in in uh, Negroid killings, you know, <laughs> and in 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 black men dying at the co- hands of the police officers. I saw one this morning. This dude one uh, black black. Uh, I think he was um, Hispanic. The cops I, now from what I what I saw in the video, this dude. Just had like a a crime. He robbed, he robbed a store, uh, burnt a house. I don't know if he burnt it down, but he lit a fire in a house. Um, he just went on this crime spree. It's not major crimes, but cr- you know enough crimes that he's gonna do jail time. Uh, the cops, you know, they 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 caught him. I won't say they cornered him, but they were driving. They saw him walking down the street. He turns around. He had a shotgun aimed at his chin. Then he walked. He starts walking away from the police car. Cop car mowed him down, like sped up and bow, and hit, and hit him and flipped him a couple of times. He's now he ran. They didn't run him over because in order to get run over, you have to be under the car. No, they hit him and he flipped in the air and, and went flying. Um, yeah. Now Mike is laughing because I guess that does sound <laughs> that sounds insane. But have we gotten to this point where we now we now are just shooting people? Uh, um, you know, I'm referring mainly to uh, what's the, you know what? There's so many names now. The guy got shot in the back. I uh, was it Scott? I thought it was Scott. Walter Scott. Doesn't that sound like I thought that was? I was about to say, wasn't he on a uh, Breaking Bad? No, that's Walter White. Uh, yeah, Mr. White. Yeah, so um, I you know I I speak about those like when I'm on on stage, I like to uh address my reality, and you know so my reality uh is that of a young African American male um that you know lives in it was it was Walter Scott okay yeah uh rest in peace to Walter Scott you know um and it is Michael just said is it's crazy it is it is crazy because you know. When I was going to, whatever happened to shoot, taking shooting someone in the leg, like you know the warning shot, um, and then another one, they just killed this dude now. And here's what's funny. Okay, they they shot uh, uh, a reserve. I didn't even know there were. I knew there were army reserves and navy reserves, air force reserves. I didn't know there were police reserves. And this seventy something year old um, uh, auxiliary cop or or police reservist. Uh, Shot a dude thinking he had the taser. Thing now, have you now? Did you did you now? Have y'all seen that? I I've seen a couple of tasers. Right, this taser gun is is bright yellow. No, it's a, no. There's some with yellow, and then there's some that are yellow with black lining. This from what I understand, this is the 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 yellow joint with the black lining. So clearly, even if you're Caught off guard peripherally when you go, because you can't shoot with your with your hand down. I'm, I'm I'm simulating holding my my hand down, and yeah, if I'm shooting straight down at the ground, I can't see. But as soon as you raise up, you see. Oh, this is yellow. Oopsies. You can't shoot. Pow. Oh, damn. I I I thought that was a taser. Um. So it is a it is out of hand. There's a joke in there. I'm I'm working out material with y'all. Um. But these, so these are, that's not something I'll necessarily, uh, 
I would speak about that overseas depending on the venue. You know, uh, you know, I just did these uh, bases in, uh, in Kuwait, and I did talk about terrorism, but I'm also aware that the material I have um, regarding terrorism, uh, you have to, that's where you have to sort of go over your material with a, with a, with a fine tooth comb and make sure you're not saying anything so as to um, offend the people you're entertaining. So uh, in, in this particular bit I'm, I'm referring to, I speak about, first, but here's, here's what, I talk about uh, how, how super patriotic Americans are when someone American gets in trouble overseas. That's the grand scheme of the, the joke. But I also talk about how uh, when I go overseas or how when I was overseas years ago, um, this this uh, this uh, waiter in France was very nasty towards my family. And so the joke, I ain't going to go into the full crust of the joke, but the joke ends with me speaking with, with a Nigerian accent and I'm offended that he thought I was American. And, but, but I... Pr- I precede all of that by saying that I I was in the army for six years. And the reason, one of the reasons I say that is because I don't want any uh any Uber patriots um to suddenly feel like I'm I'm pissing on the the country or the military, uh, because I, you know. Otherwise, it's it's sort of like uh, with like the, the word nigga. Like, if if I was light skinned, if if I if I had, I'm trying to think who's, uh, like say for instance, uh, Rashida Jones, right? Who's Quincy Jones' daughter, right? Um, say Rashida Jones, just someone that has a camera going, and then. She and and she's hanging out with whomever, and she's like, "Oh, nigga, whatever, right?" There's some people that wouldn't know who she is and just see a picture of her, or some people don't know her dad is Quincy Jones. Her her dad is Q Blue is Q, right? So some people was might see her and 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 I please don't misinterpret this. I'm just using it as an example. But say a Rashida Jones uh, used the N word. And someone had it on the camera. There are people that don't realize that she's biracial. Uh, and so she would then have to go on this. She wouldn't have to go on the apology tour. She'd have to go on the, on the look, I'm half black tour. So it's okay for me to say it because that's a word I heard around that. You know what I mean? And, and so it's the same with, uh, with me being in the military. I was in the military so I can talk about my perspective um, being a, a veteran, and um, and you, uh, you know, for 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 any cast, I, you know, what I started realizing, um, Big Mike, I realized that a lot of uh, newer comics listen. So I want to send a special shout out um, to all the the, the I, I, either new jacks or newer comedians, newer than me. You know, I don't want anybody. Think, Yo, I've been doing this for, for six years. I ain't no new jack. It's always you're always new to me. Just because I didn't come up with you, just like I'm a new Jack to uh, to Damon Wayans, you know, or or Chris Rock or whomever. That's just that's the hierarchy, right? Um, but I know and appreciate 
all the uh the the cats out there that are um that are stand ups are in the realm of comedy and listen because I I I've had a bunch of cats come up to me yo man I listen to your show I appreciate uh you dropping some wisdom I'm I'm like oh, okay so now I realize I I have a responsibility to share my my insight and and, and so you know um so I appreciate a the protocol being listened to by anybody but especially to newer cats that. I guess that was the whole genesis of the idea of this coming about is me to share some some wisdom uh to cats coming up that may or may not know um um so so anyway with regards to to material you have to understand you can pretty much sell any joke but you have to make sure um, or this is this is actually my perspective because I'm one of the comics I actually like people to like me like a lot of comics. I won't even say a lot. I think a lot of comics believe that, you know what, you have to push the envelope, you have to offend people in order to get laughs. I'm not from that school, but I I get it. I understand people uh people saying that. Um, you know, um, because honestly, the only way to uh speak about injustices or or uh uh, have truths and bring them to light so that people understand uh, what really is going on in the world, there are times that you are going to make people uncomfortable. You know, I've had people say to me, hey, you seemed angrier. I'm like, no. I, th- I uh, Like, uh, I remember I was talking about, um, I was talking about going to Moscow and being the only black person on the plane. And, uh, and my people's perception of me as well as my perception of of being the only black cat and feeling like I was the only black cat on the plane, feeling people staring at me, you know, people judging me with my my cornrowed hair uh, and, and my Adidas warm ups, you know, um, <laughs> me, yeah, you know. Um, I remember one time someone saying, and and, I, and um, I've had a couple of, and, and they were they were white. And them saying, "Yeah, man, you uh, you seem like an angry black man." But I was like, "I didn't. I wasn't angry in any of that. I'm actually making light. I said everything with a smile. So how is it that I'm now angry because I'm sharing my uh, my experience? You know, um, and that that's that's always frustrating uh, when people mis uh, misinterpret your intention uh, of what you were saying. Because, but uh, I." I realized that's not so much me being angry. That was their discomfort with me uh, shedding light on a truth that I experienced, that that there is uh, uh, institutionalized racism and institutionalized prejudice and preconceived notions. And, and that's what I was addressing is people looking at me saying, saying, oh, this dude does look like he resembles every composite drawing we've ever seen on the, the uh, on the news. You know, I fit every description. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> you know, so that's the thing. So when, when, so the fun mucking protocol, protocol this week really is just when you, when you know your audience, know what audience you're performing in front of, um, and make sure your material, A, if it doesn't fit that audience, make sure it's your job to, to, to either, um, make, make it fit so that they understand. I'm not saying you have to change your material in any way you have to, but uh, 
For instance, another another example, uh, good friend of mine, uh, Maya DiGiorgio, she's a comic, uh, director, writer, just talented. Um, and Maya, Maya is biracial, right? Um, I remember back in the days we just called it mulatto. I don't even know where that came from, <laughs> but um, I remember back in the days you called. There's so many uh, terms people use for 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 biracial or um, uh, you know from mulatto to interracial to uh, biracial. People used to, I guess, it was offensive to say. Uh, zebra. I always, you know, it was weird. I remember someone referring to someone and saying zebra. I was like, well, they're not black and white. They're a different <laughs> tropical mixture, <laughs> you know. So that was weird. Um, What's another one? Mulatto. I just, um, yellow. Like anytime someone was light skinned, they just call them red bone, yellow. You know, so it's just funny. Or and I wonder if these are just terms that were in the in the black community, or if uh, you know, did white people. Call an interracial couple, child, um, a lot as well. I was always curious about that. So anyway, so Maya, Maya back in the days, uh, remember my, uh, and Spanish or mulatto came from came from uh, Spanish. Okay, interesting. And so thank you, Michael. Thank you for that information. Um, that's what he's here for, you know. Appreciate among many other things. So Maya was about to do. Uh, Showtime at the Apollo, right? And we had been, you know, running through the uh, the the rooms in New York City. Um, the the we're going from we used to roll together, so we would go uptown to Uptown Comedy Club, to Monty's Crib, um, to you know the spots in the Village, Boston Comedy Club, Caroline's spots in Brooklyn, uh, you know, way down Atlantic Avenue in East New York. And so Maya had a yeah. Mike's like, word, damn, yeah, yeah. We we were in in we were deep. We went deep, but I always noticed Maya had a joke where she was talking about. Um, she was saying uh, the kind of men that black women like. I think, and she and she would say, you know, because black women like, and she and she always prefaced it by saying black women and what black women. Black women, and I noticed. I remember watching because we friends and and and, uh, and companions in in the realm of comedy, and I remember she was frustrated because the jokes were funny, but she wasn't hitting them. She was like, "I can't figure out what what's not clicking." So I'm watching, and I'm, I and I caught it early on, even before she probably asked. Or, or inquired some sort of analysis. But then I started watching more intently where I watched her do it and I'm looking at the audience and specifically I'm looking at black women. And finally, I, I remember saying to her, I said, you know what? I said, the reason that joke is not hitting the way you want it to is because you're as soon as you say black women instead of us, is as soon as you uh, um, specify them versus you, you're putting up a wall saying that's y'all over there. You're 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 separating yourself from them, right? So and so I think that all she did was make the adjustment 
and said, instead of saying black women, she started saying we. Because once she started saying we or saying or, or maybe she, she might have said black women and then included herself by saying we. That made it seem like instead of her talking about them, she was talking about us, we. As far as, oh, girls, don't worry. I'm down with you. I'm just a little lighter, you know. And that put women at ease, uh, put the black women in the audience at ease to let them feel like, oh, you're not, you're not clowning us. You're not, you're not on the outside looking in, you're one of us. Instead of clowning us, you're one of us. So that's the same with myself, with the with the military. I I specify up up top, I'm 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 a veteran that I'm part of this collective of of uh soldiers. And then boom, now I'm gonna clown uh the military or clown the idea of of uh patriotism uh, because obviously there, I I am a patriot of some sort because I was willing to to fight for this country, you know, and, and so that's that's what I'm trying to, uh, you know, share with uh, you know, uh, comics out there that that uh that might be part of the fam that are listening is that you can clown you can clown anyone if you are down with them, and in some way, shape, or form. And, and and but don't and yeah don't Mike just said but don't lie yeah don't lie don't don't <laughs> because it's always gonna come the truth is gonna come out you know what I mean like like uh, for instance Vessi Vessi is is not posing trying to be down with uh, hip hop culture or or what some would consider black culture or urban culture or basketball culture. this is what he does that's his world you know what I mean um so. You hear you you hearing Joseph Vesey talk about uh you, you know that that joke uh about rappers you're like okay this is this is this is truth this is really his world this dude really listens to hip hop and uh what's the uh, cereal uh, Joe <laughs> cereal Cheerio you know like um go go to Joe's uh YouTube page and maybe you'll find, or see him live. Uh, maybe he'll put up the clip uh, that he shot uh, at Gotham. Um, oh, he is okay. Good. Uh, you know, so that's that's what I'm trying to say to y'all is is make sure the the way to minimize people feeling a type of ways with something you say is is let let them feel like oh you're part of them. You know, I I I reference uh, slavery and I do it well. No, I reference slavery and I know. There's a point where black people are laughing, white people feel awkward laughing, and so more often than not, I'm gonna have to say to them, "It's okay, yeah, black people laughing, it's okay." And then, and then that gets an even bigger laugh because because that sort of opens the flood, the floodgates where they're like, "Oh, okay, all right," because because people feel, you know, unfortunately, that white guilt is always lingering in the background where they feel like. Oh, damn, why you got to bring up slavery? And I'm like, I ain't saying you own a slave, but slavery existed, but we can laugh about it now and laugh about the the uh, how foolish the institution of slavery was um, with Slave Idol. No, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a funny bit. I like that joke. That, that's, that's I, I think uh, that bit made it into a, that was the bit they used in top five uh, Someone just hit me. They're like, "Oh, yo, that slave idol bit." 
um, that slave idol bit was awesome. I'm like, oh man, man, I really, really appreciate you saying that. Um, you know about my little, my little skit. People always, I always talk about that how people, uh, people mean well, but I guess they when people, people, because uh, it's always offensive when people say, yeah, I got, I like that little skit you did. Like it's just, it's like his little boutique. This little boutique that I'm work. This little lemonade stand that I'm running on the side. It's, it's this little uh, little thing that uh that I do over there. Oh, and you know what? A special shout out to uh, to Nalasia to uh, from Gotham Comedy Club. She's one of the uh, waitstaff, and she says something real nice. Um, yeah, you always feel, feel uh, you know is 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 real nice um, when people you know go out of their way. To give you some dap, and she was like, you know, um, you you were great, and she couldn't wait because she's a comic, so she can't wait to get to that next level. Um, but here's what what uh, really struck me: she said, I I've probably seen close to a thousand comics, and and you're one of the best. Continue success. I appreciated that because uh, you know, the wait staff has seen everybody. This this comics, you you want to gauge for any comedians out there if you want to gauge. Uh, how how your act is, um, how well you're doing. Forget the audience. The audience is is, is decent, but you really want to gauge how well uh, your your material is being received. Watch for the wait staff in the in the crevices and back corners of of the room, because think about it. They've seen everybody. They've seen any and everybody come through these clubs. Whether it's a hole in the wall club. Um, you know, in the middle of of downtown Manhattan, or or um out in the suburbs of of Chicago, Illinois, to East St. Louis, wherever you know, across the country, you go out to to some room in Venice on the West Coast, as opposed to one of the th- uh, three main rooms, the 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 factory, the improv, or the store. You know, look to see if the bartender or waitstaff. Is is taking a pause and watching what you're doing and laughing because that and I don't get out don't get out of your, what you're doing you know I don't, I don't want anybody I don't want anybody like they told me to stop what I was doing no do your set but you know any good comic uh, worth their metal any good comic is always you know reading the room you're always paying attention to the room and, and what's going on in the space and the same way you can hear them. Uh, you know, clinging glasses and taking orders uh, is the same. And you'll notice that is the same way you can just peripherally see the bartender just stopping. He's He he might stop what he's doing and he's just like wiping a glass out, drying a glass, but he's watching and they're still listening. Those are the muzz that let you know whether or not you're, you're doing a decent job, man, because they, uh, they've seen everybody. They've seen... Jerry Seinfeld and Chris Rock come through and Dave Chappelle and and, and Dane Cook and, and Daniel Tosh and, and Billy Burr, you know. They've had all these cats come through along with you doing your little skit, you know. <laughs> and uh if they stop while you're on stage, that means you're that means you're doing something right. So use that as encouragement. I always I always tell uh it's funny because I don't have <laughs> I I don't have advice. But um, I I always feel like well here's the thing I'm not big on advice if someone comes to me and is like 
Like, you have any advice? No. Listen to the Father Monkey Protocol, really. I'm not big on advice, but I'm big on encouragement. And I always say uh, use any and everything you can uh, as encouragement. So I'm always the glasses half full. And you can, if, if you put your antennas up, you can always find something positive um, in the situation. And, and so by that, if a crowd, if, you're di- if you feel like you're dying on stage, but you hear the bartender laugh, not the comics, because comics might laugh at you bombing. Like, I ain't going to front. I've laughed at comics. I laughed at a comic bombing uh, recently. I was watching... Uh, <laughs> I was watching... Uh, 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 this new show, ah, Funny Girls, with our homies, uh, Khalees and Yamanika. <laughs> Yamanika, someone introduced her, Yamanika. <laughs> Yamanika. Now, in fairness, I could see how someone would make that phonetic, uh, uh, incorrect, uh, pronunciation, you know, because, uh, depending on where, where you put the emphasis on, which syllable you put it on, uh, Yamanika could very easily be uh, Yamanika, you know. Um, just like uh, the movie Gothica, some would call it Gothica. No. Um, so, uh, B-O week. Tip the weight stuff, but not over. Um, so this girl, this girl caught an L, like she caught it. I met her too uh, with, with Yamanika outside of the uh, improv. And once again, I don't know who's new. I don't know who's a comedian. There's a new comic right now. There's a new comic. There are new comedians. There are 20 new comedians every day, right? They're right now, and boom, right again, right now, there's a new comedian right now. Somebody just right, right at this moment, boom, right now, someone just said, I think I'll do comedy. I think I want to be a comedian. Which I always, I can't stand when people say, I think I want to do acting. I think I want to do comedy. Well, you just want to act. You want to be a comedian. I want to do, I want to do that. I want to do that comedy thing. Do that little skit thing. So, uh, there's like, there's drama uh, behind the scenes. And so, so I met this young lady, Stephanie, with Yamanika outside the improv. Um, a couple weeks before Funny Girls premiered, and uh, Yamanika introduced us. I said, "Hey," and then I said, oh, "I, you know, I'm now I'm just very upfront. I'm like, are you a comedian?" She's like, "Oh yeah." I said, "I apologize if I if if I don't know, you know, because some people get uh get offended. I don't know who's out there, man. I I, I believe you. I believe I might have met somebody, but I just I I have a terrible memory. I'm getting old." I apologize for it. Um, I wonder if I'll really sound like that when I get older. Hey, I think when I get older, I, I'm going to talk like this, even even though I'll probably just sound like this, you know, just a little slower. But I, I think I want to, I think I'm going to own my old. I'm going to own my age. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being silly. So, anyway... She was, um, she had, I guess, uh, some sort of, uh, well, the, the person that ran this particular show she did had some beef with her. Um, somehow they squeezed her on the show and she caught, she caught such a bad L. Like it was so uncomfortable that I rewound it and watched it again. You know how, like, you ever watch like a Ricky Gervais, uh, produced or written 
show and there's that awkward silence. That's that's what was occurring. Like, it was so awkward. I feel awkward talking about it right now. But it was a pilot episode. Y'all go online and check out uh, Khalees and y- Yamanika. Uh, and Yamanika on uh, on Funny Girls. I think it's on... Uh, oh, what's that thing? Harris watches Bad Girls. I think it's on Oxygen. Look, I had to... That was my... That was the... I wanted, wanted y'all to see the uh, line of thought that led me to know it was on Oxygen Networks is I I know it's on the same station as Bad Girls, uh, uh, the Bad Girls Fighting Club, whatever it's called, Bad Girls. It might just be Oxygen's Bad Girls and because I've seen ads for it. And then, uh, boom. So, yeah, thank you, Harris Stanton. Hope you're feeling better, fella. Um, but I, so, uh, so, yeah, so actually, I I wanted to go back to something I was saying earlier because I had a conversation with a with with a friend to the show in 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 special ways. No, I was just saying because uh, I'll I'll have I'll have our producer, our non-existent, never hear producer, misread that. Um, no, so Marina and I were both at Stand Up New York last weekend, right? And uh, I don't even remember how we got on the conversation, but we were talking about. Um, impressions. We were we were talking about doing impressions, and I might have mentioned how, um, when I when I was doing Gotham, um, what I wanted to do, which is what I usually do. Like, it's funny because the majority of my my hour. I mean, it's more than an hour, but I guess that's just what you say to uh, to sort of put it in that box. Um. When I do, when I, when I, when I headline, how about that? When I headline, I usually will do eh, maybe a teaser, like one impression or character or some vocalization where I'm singing or doing something up top. But then the majority of the set, uh, the impressions are really towards the, the latter part the latter part of the set because uh, to me for me I like it being the cherry on top now it took a it took a took me a certain amount of time to get to that point but honestly one of the reasons I one of the reasons I uh like doing that is because it it helps the set almost build to a crescendo right because I know that's the crowd pleaser I know you know, people in their mind. That that's what the clubs use to sell the show, right? So if if the clubs show Denzel's prom date to lure people in, excuse me, I know if I don't get to it quick, quick, quickly enough, someone is going to. If they're not going to yell it, they might think it. Yo, do do yo, we better do Denzel. I know yo, do do. It's almost like you you can see it bubbling up, and people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, I told a lot of people about this, you know. I want him to do that Denzel Washington because I thought it was funny. I was sitting in my cubicle, boom. Oh, dude, I got to go see this. I saw him on, on Bad Boys Comedy. This dude, oh, he's real funny. So, boom, you know what? Uh, I got my my girl out here. Look, you you see how I just uh, downgraded her from uh, wife to girl because in my mind, this, my mind works this fast, right? In my mind, this dude, he's working an office job, but he's not married yet. He He's in his 20s and... He's not married, but...
but he has a girl that he's been with for like three years. So that's his girl. So that's what yeah, yeah, my, my girl. I told my girl and she brought brought her, her, her people out. It's like I brought six people. I told them, yo, this dude does this incredible thing. And then you just do this out. Right. And they just yell it out. Right. So I know people come with an expectation that they're going to. And then also on me, if, if, if I'm on. Uh, you know, this week when when I'm doing Pittsburgh, if if I'm doing Good Morning Pittsburgh or whatever the morning uh TV show is, or or the the uh you know um Rush Hour Hot, because it's always Hot or Power or Kiss. Um, here's here's the breakdown in terms of of Radio Land, right? If it's the if it's the hip hop and R and B station, is Power or Hot? And Kiss used to be R&B, but now Kiss is usually the the top pop 40. Um, and maybe in a, a drive time, a talk show, or maybe a sports radio. All of those are going to go to Wikipedia. They're going to see that awful picture that someone took in a loft years ago that I didn't think anyone would see. I'm doing a, 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 a favor gig in someone's loft. And, of course, someone takes that picture, puts it online. So now anytime... Someone tells me about Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, you see me on that bad hair, on that bad Afro day, right? Uh, with with the microphone and me. I got a crazy look about it. I, I loathe that picture. Um, so y'all feel free to change it. Anyone uh, that, that's on Wiki, that because I refuse to change it because I didn't set the page up. Um, and then someone, you know, someone also uh, told me that on uh, Wikipedia, they had uh, that... Dean, Dean took over for Eddie Murphy and then was... Dean took over for... And it's funny because anyone I know that has a Wikipedia page, no one, page um, doesn't go to it, but hears about it through media or, or friends or what have you. And so here, here's some, some uh, things that are way off on Wikipedia. Number one is that, uh, that I ever taught... A comedy class that that one actually bugs me because because I'm not really big on comedy classes. I'm not. I I I just I understand it and and I I've known people. I have friends that have have taken. Uh, I have friends that have uh, given comedy classes. I'm like, you know what? Okay, like Todd actually Todd Lynn or rest in peace. Todd uh, had a comedy class. My boy uh, Kenny Williams comedy class. Uh, David Arnold has a comedy class out in L.A. Uh, for me, I'm just I'm I'm from the school of man, just go find a club and do it. But I also understand the, the fear involved with uh, you know maneuvering uh, the comedy club world, and also I know the benefit to taking a comedy class is usually you you get to perform in an actual comedy club at the end, like the the final exam is is a show at a comedy club. So I get it. I just I never taught one. So I I have no idea where that one uh, came from. Wiki, uh, that picture bugs me on Wikipedia, and this story the um, the the belief that Eddie Murphy uh, I took over for Eddie and then was fired when Eddie decided he wanted to come back to do the 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 Shrek Christmas special. What happened was. Um, real quick was, and this is why this is why this is way off. Because when someone's someone said that I took over for Eddie in 2010, uh, and then 
Uh, also in 2010, Eddie decided to come back to do the uh, the Shrek Christmas special. The Christmas special came out in 07. Actually, when I was working on Shrek the Musical, um, one of the gifts to all of the cast members uh, uh, that uh, Katzenberg and the DreamWorks crew, uh, Bill, Bill uh, Damaski and crew, they brought, um, they gave us all <laughs> Shrek, Shrek the Halls, the Christmas special, which came out in 07. So that was way off. And I just, I, I didn't like the, the verbiage. Um, did I see it? I'm trying to think if I saw it or if it was a, a quote that was copy and pasted and sent to me. Either way, um, Wiki need to get it together, son. Um, cause, cause I, cause, well, only cause I, I, I was working on the donkey thing since, since 07. Um, if you want to get technical, that's, that's really since 06 was, was the first time I slid into, uh, into donkey's hooves. You see what I did right there? Instead of his shoes, his hooves. Um, but whatever. So, uh, back to Marina. Marina, um, Marina and I were talking about the impressions, and she's like, you know, I th- I I wish you would do more. I was like, <laughs> what? What? Where's Mike? What? Is, oh, Mike saying is weird because I I I sounded like her. Oh, oh, I I don't. You know what's funny? Before I did that, Mike is saying like he's bugging because he's like he's so weird. I sound like her. I didn't think. I didn't think I sound like her. I think I know her. I've known Marina forever. So I remember when Marina first moved to New York. Um, Oh, and you know what? And I apologize. I actually, boom, right? Didn't realize it. Was doing a bit similar to something Marina does. And she called me on it. And But his was funny. I had no problem saying, oh, all right, boom. Won't, won't be doing that anymore. Didn't even realize I did it. Marina has a, a bit where she uh, talks about, um, oh, man, I haven't seen her uh, do it in a second. Um, but I, but I, it, was, it, it is a bit of hers that, that I uh, always thought was funny. She's like, she, I, I don't remember the exact setup, but she talks about people's uh, smiles fading uh, and them letting you see their smile fade. Um, it was a real funny bit. So um, when I was at Gotham, I mean, it's, it's something I've been doing for for a little bit. Um, but but uh, I did the bit where I'm like, yeah, my wife has, a, you know, has an English accent. And um, there's nothing worse than her talking to, to me in this condescending manner and her smile diminishing while she while, as she says it. So so I did that. So then Marina came to uh, support and also uh, hang with Joseph on my Friday night shows. Um, and late that night, like 1.30, I realized she had called. You know, sometimes your phone will ring and you don't get the call. So I, I called her back as I was pulling up to uh, the crib. And she uh, then tells me, yeah, you know what? You had a great set. Uh, but I think you're doing one of my bits. So then suddenly, no, and, and she, she, so she told me which one it was. I apologized because I said, oh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't jack you, you know, um, but I'm sure, I know I've heard the joke. Huh? What's it called? Cryptomnesia. And what's, what is that exactly? What's the, when you forget that you heard something from somewhere else and you think it's original. Okay. That's interesting. 
Cryptomnesia. Okay, so Marina, it wasn't me. It was my Cryptomnesia. Um, but here's it. Yeah, I didn't even didn't realize it. Didn't realize that uh, that obviously uh, it was a bit that was close enough to what she did to make her. As soon as she said that, I, I apologized. I said, you know what? Won't be doing that anymore. And she was and and what's funny is she felt awkward. Because we're friends, you know, and we've known each other so long, it felt awkward. And that's, to me, I think that's one of the problems um, out here is that that people are people are so afraid of uh, of offending and stepping on toes because realistically, I I I don't think I handled it handled it the way most comics would. Most comics, I think, are going to get defensive. Uh, and I'm not because I because I had that happen. I remember one time, friend of mine. Um, I told him, yeah, you know, I do this joke that's based in my reality versus you just talking about, uh, you know, people with accents. This is I live with someone with a different accent, and and uh, comic got defensive. Was like, nah, I didn't, nah, I didn't get that from you. I mean, I've been doing. And at that point, I was like, well, I'm not gonna argue it. I'm just letting you know that is very similar. I'm going to still do what I do. You still do what you do. I can't control what you do. Um, so I understand Marina uh, feeling feeling uh, uh, awkward, the awkwardness of of calling me on it, but I don't mind her calling me on it because, hey, we're friends. So even if I felt, even if I did get a defensive about it, I'm, I'm happy that we're close enough that she felt comfortable enough to uh to call me on it. And boom, like I said, as soon as she said that, I apologized. I said, you know what? My bad. I apologize for the crack. What is it called? Crypto. I apologize for my cryptomnesia. Here in a public forum, Marine, Marina, a place that you dock boats. Um, so um she and I, we were at the the bar in Stand Up New York. And uh and she, we're talking. She actually, she, you know what? She raised a valid which I I never thought of. One of the things that that makes me, or that I, I guess um, uh, motivated me to not rely on the 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 the, the crutch of my impressions was um, one of the people was Lucian Hold, uh, rest in peace, uh, from the the comic strip because. He he analyzed uh, my set when I was getting passed to work there, and he was saying how you know you have a great command of voices and impressions and characters, but your jokes are weak, and you need to work on your joke. Yeah, he said it, but I've never I knew that already, right? Uh, the the one, to me one of the most important uh, things you can have in life is self actualization and realization. You got to know where you stand, what your weaknesses are, and what your strengths are. A lot of people, I look in the mirror, you know. Some people would say that's me being vain. No, I'm, I'm always, hey, I like seeing me because I know if no one else makes me smile, I'm going to make me smile because I'm silly like that. Um, uh, uh, a friend from from college uh, was, at, was at Gotham uh, a couple weeks ago. And caught me off guard because I know she's she's from uh, upstate New York, I'm in Rochester. So I was surprised to see her there. And then she sent me some pictures from when we were in gospel choir. And hold up, I'm gonna try and find this picture for Michael because <laughs> when I saw this picture, I opened the email 
And I was like, you know what? I actually was happy to see it because I was like, oh, you know, you just been silly forever. This is not it was it was nothing new. You've you've always you were funny in gospel. I remember I was funny in uh in uh in the army. Like I was the only person in if if you look in our basic training or boot camp, our our yearbook for for boot camp, um, everybody else has these stern Look serious. I'm I'm a soldier now. I have an M16. And I had this big grin. I'm like cheesing, son. Like Bill Murray and Stripes, which is actually one one of one of uh love that movie. But son, uh I'm pulling up this picture because I'm y'all can't see it. You know, maybe I'll post it with this huh. <laughs> Look in the I'm I'm showing Mike. Uh, the picture. Look for me, because uh, everyone else. <laughs> it pops out, man. Because I, uh, I always had a goofy, silly grin. <laughs> I hope y'all can hear, bike. I hope the microphone is picking up, Michael. Um, but yeah, so that's he's still laughing. Hey, man, you laughing a little too hard now. It's make me feel so way. No, but but. I always, people think when I look in the mirror, I'm looking because I'm trying to like check myself out because, nah, you, yeah, you look good. Give them the, the sexy voice. Now nah, it's been a while since I gave y'all this sexy voice. But no, honestly, I look in the mirror to, to reflect and make myself laugh because I know if nothing else, <laughs> it's going to be okay. As long as I can smile, oh, you just zoomed in on it. <laughs> um, and here's what's funny. Everyone... I'd say about forty percent. Here's what's funny: why, why is why is this half of the choir looks like the left side of the choir looks serious, the middle of the choir looks mad, and then the right hand side looks happy, and then there's Goofy Dean and and his and his. I probably had bricks and words in my in the back of my hair in that picture too. Uh, yeah, I, I used to get like uh, all types of ill designs in my in my hair. Um, so yeah, so that's why I, I look in the mirror because I make my because like look, I can see myself in the reflection of the TV right now, and it and it's funny. Um, my boy Rich always he's like, Dean, people don't realize how goofy you are because I am. <laughs> it's because I'm silly. Um, uh, yeah, so I I got that early on. And realize, okay, you know what? My my jokes are weaker, but I'd like to become a stronger joke writer. Um, so I had stopped leaning on impressions in the city. Now, that, that's kind of always been my rule. When, I, when I'm working the home clubs, working throughout the city, um, or even in L.A., um, more so in the city. Like New York, New York is like the training ground. So I like to like work out material when I hit the clubs. And unless I'm working like on the weekends, like a Friday or Saturday in like um, a club where people pay good money, really don't, I, I, I save the impressions for the road. Unless I'm doing something, finding something new. Um, and, that's, and that's my approach. Now, Marina made a good point. She's like, you know, you know what bugs me about that? She's like, no one ever, does. people always tell people with talent to, Minimize their talent. No one ever, no one ever tells someone that's a good joke writer 
yeah, you should do more characters. You should do more impressions. You should do more. You should move out of your comfort zone. Now, realistically, some people can't. But Marina's point, which I will agree with, is why are why are those that have a, a set of skills that are not the standard, why are they ostracized? Why is someone like, I think Carrot Top is brilliant. I'll be a yaga hear me say, I think Carrot Top is brilliant. I think what he does is funny. I've always found it funny. Some people will say it's sophomoric. Look, man, in the words of Tracy Morgan, we, we all clowns. We all trying to make the world laugh. This ain't rocket science. So however you can make the world laugh, if you can alleviate the stress of the world by going on stage and and bashing a watermelon with with a a mallet like like Gallagher, um well, if you can go on stage, I mean cuz you think about the the technical, the meticulous preparation um carrot top has to have in order to roll out a, a trunk full of things that he thought about then created visual uh tools to enhance the idea of the joke something as simple as having a, a wooden plank and a, a baby doll nailed to it and then saying baby on board the first time i saw that song, i was i was like that's hilarious cause it's simple but is brilliant because he just went the extra step. To me, there's nothing different in what Carrot or obviously there are differences, but Carrot Top's uh, visualized uh, prop comedy is similar to uh, Eddie Murphy doing. I think how how many minutes was that? I remember timing it years ago. And Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, delirious, he, uh, you know, once he said, what's today's date? Uh, the 17th. And then he goes into, I want to say, 11 to 13 minutes of painting a picture of everyone in his family. Actually, to me, that's a, a, a predecessor to what he did in The Nutty Professor. Because you think about it, he did he did an impression, uh, like he he characterizes, I should say, and and uh, new new guests for for y'all that don't know and people that say man I don't really because people are always like yeah I don't really do impress I want to I want to be on SNL I'm like oh so, um you have any characters well not really here's the thing Mike says you're screwed here someone taught, told me this years ago it might have been my girl uh, Tracy Lawrence she said anytime you deviate from your standard voice as a performer you have just made a character. You've just done a character. It may not be a fully thought out character, full impression, but you are doing a character, a characterization of someone other than yourself. So Eddie Murphy in Eddie Murphy Delirious, when he when he talks about barbecuing and Aunt Bunny falling down the steps and, and uh, he does, let's see, he does his mother with the boomerang heel. He does uh, uh, his father, Lillian! The bitch is falling down the steps again. You know why, Gus? Because she's a fat, hairy... <laughs> Just, your, your, your wife's a Bigfoot, isn't she, Gus? Your wife's a Bigfoot, and you shaved her down. You can't bring a Bigfoot in my home with my children's. Uh, so he did his parents, both his parents. He did, oh, oh, Lillian. He did Aunt Bunny falling down the steps. He did himself. 
He did uh he did uh his uncle Gus. Oh, now that's a fire. That's a fire. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, roll, roll Charlie around and he'll be all right. You know, he did like he did uh Aunt Bunny's two uh boys, Goonie Google. That's seven people right there. And, and, and there might be a couple more, but he did seven people in this small amount of time. He did like Delirious on HBO was about an hour. So you figure he took he took one sixth of that time. Oh, and just did nothing but characters. So um, to me, that's the same as a prop comic that just has a that has a literal bag of tricks. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I, I guess I've 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 always uh, empathized with people like Carrot Top or any prop comic that has a quote unquote bag of tricks. Because I'm like, yo, if it's if it's funny, it's funny. Jeff Dunham, I give you, you know, to me, Jeff Dunham with with his his uh his his puppets or dummies, whatever. I'm not sure. Is it is it politically correct to call them dummies? <laughs> you know. Um, um, but crash tests are they no longer crash test dummies? Are they crash test not people? People, uh, you know. Um, I I think I I think people should spend less time analyzing what's funny and more time just laughing. Uh, but that's just me. So, um, I I agree with Marina. Um, and so does Mike. In saying, you know what? Why why can't people just do what they do and we accept them? And, and because she she told me a, a story about um, someone that books uh, one of the major clubs in New York, and how uh, there's a I, I think it was a comic that had like uh, puppets and dummies, and uh, and the the person that ran this club thought that they they were brilliant. You like that? I did an impression of them, so you kind of. Get an idea of who it is, um, but not really, um, because that could have been anyone. That was Christmas. Ill- no, I'm just saying. Um, so the the booker of this club liked this cat that uh, has the 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 puppets or the dummies, um, but she said, I think if I'm not mistaken, the story probably wouldn't work here because comics would bully this particular uh, comic out of doing what they do because comics are miserable. You know what I mean? I, I wish somebody would come come to me and and try to critique. Yeah, well, you, you do impressions. Okay, if that's what you want to go, you want to go with that. Okay, I do impressions and I do them well. Now what? You know. And I think one of the reasons I I focus so hard on becoming a a a, a, a comic a comedian that has material was because I didn't want people to be able to say. Yeah, but all he does is imp- is impressions. I didn't want to be a one trick pony. <clears throat> Excuse me. And but here's the thing: there are a lot of one trick ponies that are, are six figure cats. You know what I mean? So, uh, what I will say, I'm not big on advice, but I will say this: you find something and you do it and you do it well. Don't let anybody talk you out of what it is you do. Um, because they're probably just, if if nothing else, they're probably there's a little envy and jealousy at the fact that you found another means to an end versus them only being able to, uh, you know, beat their head on that one rock that is, here, I'm a monologist. I only have, 
have jokes. Oh, well, here, I'm a monologist, and I also have props. So I, I'm a prop comic that has jokes as well. Oh, well, I'm a prop comic that has jokes, and I, I, I do a little, uh, I, I can sing as well, uh, and I have impressions. You know, like, the more tools you have in your arsenal, the better it is uh, uh, for you. So I understood exactly where uh, Mar Marina Franklin was coming from. Uh, appreciate and love you for that. Uh, it was it was a, it was a nice conversation um, that we had, especially because we hadn't really gotten uh, got to hang out in um, in a long time. So Mike actually just made a good point. He 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 wanted to ask. He always wondered how come cats that do impressions so often there are guys that do impressions that get offended when people ask them to do impressions. Now, I don't think I'm in that number because usually as long as you're not asking me in the middle of what I'm doing to do it, I'm fine with it because I understand the anticipation of people coming and they heard you do Jay-Z or they heard you do Lil Wayne or Denzel or Tracy Morgan. So they're like, oh, man, I hope he does that thing, because I really, I love his material, but I really love seeing that. I So I don't get offended at that. Now, uh, for instance, and, and this is not uh, me pissing on, uh, say, Aries. I know Aries, there have been times, I've, I've gone to radio stations, and uh, and radio stations have said, yeah, um, we had that guy Aries Spears, and he didn't want to do impressions. I think there's a there are two things. There's a way to go about uh, asking someone to do them. Um, there's also people may not want to, quote unquote, shoot their load off early uh, because uh, for every person that comes to a show of mine that knows I, I do these impressions, there are some that don't. So you like the element of surprise. It's, it's two-sided. It's two-sided because on one hand, I like for me, I dig people. If people are 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 requesting it, that means I've done something that, that they dig, and so it's almost like a hit record. It's like a hit song. They want you to do. Uh, Billy Joel has to do uh, Piano Man when he when he's in concert, and he gets sick of it. But he knows at some point, oh, give us a song, Piano Man. You know, um, uh, uh, you know. What's his name? Uh, 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 you got to do Rocket Man. Uh, uh, Elton John has to do Rocket Man. Method Man, if he and Red Man are someplace, even if they have a new album, people want them to do the Rottweiler, and they want them to do, they might want Meth to do Bring the Pain, and they want uh, 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 Red Man to do joints off what, you know? So you have your greatest hits joints. Um a comic, if you're funny, unlike a musician, a lot of times people don't, if people go to see Train, they may not want to hear the new album. They might say, you know, I want to hear Drops of Jupiter. I want to hear, uh, uh, what's that? I got had to get to Soul Sister. They had there might be some people that want Soul Sister. Some want uh, Drops of Jupiter. I'm a Drops of Jupiter 
Yeah, myself. Shout out to Tony Woods who put that song, uh, he put me onto that song back during the era of us going to Amsterdam for the first time. Way back when. So there's a way to to broach the subject of someone doing impressions, uh, but also no one wants to feel like they're uh, a carnival monkey, right? Yeah, so do, you know, do that thing you do. You know, and so I'm sure, um, and and I I wasn't there, I wasn't present, so I can't speak on. But I'm I'm sure there's there's uh there's some of that with any comic, not just Aries, but any comic that goes, whether they do impressions or not, when they go to do media morning radio, uh, I like to I I tell people I'm like let's they're like yeah so uh you want to talk about this this and this we saw you do this I'm like no. I don't want you to. I don't want to do the jokes I'm gonna do this weekend. Let's just talk. I'm 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 generally funny. We can we can find something to goof on. You know, I prefer that. And if and like you like Mike just said, uh, the the impressions come out in, in my everyday speak. So if I'm if I'm talking, I might just wind up sounding like Tracy. Not because I'm trying, just because I like to do them when I want to do them. So it's the same thing on stage, the same thing uh, uh, when I'm on a media tour. I prefer, I'm like, you know what, let's just talk. And I I guarantee you, I know you want to hear Denzel, so I'm going to do it. But let me do it when I want to do it versus you saying, well, you do Denzel. Because then it then it seems forced. You, you like for things to seem organic. So like, for instance, us sitting down today, uh, me having Mike here is always it's always more fun. Uh, me recording with Mike because there's a, you know there's an inter even though he's not h- here and y'all can't necessarily hear him all the time. It's uh, it's you're an audience. It's an audience of one, right? And I feel like the conversation I'm having with y'all with the fam is really having a body here makes it a realistic conversation even if Mike says nothing right um so if you if you if you listen to this this uh episode versus say last week where it was just me solo recording solo without Mike bringing in all the uh the sound equipment uh there's a difference because I don't have someone to look at last week and I can sit and look at myself in the mirror but then we go into some weird territory right <laughs> Going to some weird, some weird spaces. I, you know what? I'll try that one day, and that'll just be I. What if I just do it and just take selfies of myself as I do it? So, um, uh, th- that's the reason why I think comics, uh, comedians get frustrated. Also, some guys don't want to. I think a lot of people, uh, comedians, will look at someone like Rich Little and say, "Well, I don't want to be Rich Little." Now. Let's also keep in mind, Rich Little, uh, Rich Little's his way all the way to the bank. So, so any Rich Little uh, wasn't little. His bank account wasn't little. It was just rich, right? And so, he became the go-to guy, similar to uh, now. Caliendo is is a funny dude as as, as a stand-up. But what I like about Caliendo um, is that Frank, uh, Frank frames his the impressions a certain way so they're it's believable and y'all have heard me say it in the past I don't like 
when the the setup is is corny and hackneyed, when someone's like, "Hey, what if uh, President Obama worked in Macy's? What would that be like?" Because to me, he wouldn't work at Macy's. He would. It, it, it's it, it's just a dumb. It's a corny, childish, sophomoric. It's not even sophomore. It's freshman. To me, that's you do those jokes when you first start. And then you eventually graduate. Now, that's not to say that, look, anybody out there that can find a way to do that and, and make money at it, God bless you. But for me, I know I wanted to uh, have jokes that are attached to a, a real real impression and a real setup, a real uh, idea. And so that was how the one partially how the conversation with Marina began because... Uh, I think who's not Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, you know what? Uh, Paul Giamatti, right? We were we were talking about Paul Giamatti, and I said something, and uh, and she was like, "Oh my god, you sound just like him." I was like, "I was like, yeah." And uh, then someone was like, "Oh, dude, you need to bring that on stage." I was like, "I think you know what we were we were talking about." Uh, we were talk. That's what it was. Boom! It finally came. So we were talking about the trailer for uh, uh, the the NWA movie. I think it's is it called Straight Outta Compton? It might be called Straight Outta Compton, right? So the trailer for the NWA movie, um, the bad timing as far as cops shooting at brothers because the trailer for NWA is just giving reason, and you hear f the police throughout the 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 trailer. And y'all are just really feeding into this movie being su- successful. So, um, trailer looks great. Uh, and there's a scene where Paul Giamatti, as uh, as Jerry Heller, which was NWA's uh, manager, um, Easy es manager and NWA's manager, and he's playing, and, and uh, the Easy e character is bringing like an AK-47 on, onto the tour bus. And he's like, and he's like, no, you, you, no, you can't. You can't, you can't, you can't do that. You can't bring a, bring this big, this big monster of a gun on the, and so I was telling Marina about the trailer and someone else, I can't remember, uh, Sherrod, Sherrod Small. Big up Race Wars, uh, check out, uh, Sherrod and, uh, ah, shoot, and, and Kurt, I was going to say Kurt Cobain, that'd be a feat. <laughs> not Kurt Cobain, not Kurt Loder. But uh, Kurt Loder, hi, this is Kurt Loder, MTV News. Don't you miss those MTV news briefs where they just come on, doom, 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 doom. you hear it first. Uh, did I just date myself? I think I dated myself when I talked like this. <clears throat> so <clears throat> we're talking about the trailer. I uh, I did Giamatti. Sherrod laughed. He was like, uh, <laughs> Dina, you, you need to bring that on stage. Marina's like, yeah, you should do it. And then I was, And then I said to Marina, I said, you know what? I don't have a joke. I said, I've, I've done, I've done, I've done, I always thought Giamatti, and this was funny, people think there's some thought put into me doing, for me, I don't think about the impressions I do, I just do them. I didn't ever rehearse doing uh, Paul Giamatti, I saw him in The Negotiator, and remember that scene in The Negotiator where uh, Sam Jackson was breaking down how to tell someone's lying? And then there's a scene, Giamatti was, yeah, Giamatti's like, damn it, you can tell he's lying right there. And then, then he looks at it and he does another one. He's like, I don't know, I don't know, man. I can't, I can't, I, I, didn't, I can't tell. I, 
I didn't see it in his eyes, right? Um, so from that moment on, I think I probably left the movie theater just repeating that line. And, and the guy, just he, he, he had a funny way about him. Then I think I saw him in a movie, American Splendor. Um, and the reason I saw that movie is because our buddy, you know I got to have on here? Judah, Judah Friedlander. Judah, I know, has an incredible story. I need to have Judah. I, you know what I'm hitting Judah? Remind me to hit Judah Oh, because that's that's my, I love Judah, man. He's just a good dude. Um, but Judah was in it. And what I I remember loving that Judah was in it because I remember seeing Judah and he had no representation, but he had a quirky look. And so his look helped him book. A, and obviously he's a talented actor as well, but his look got him in, which was, I don't know if that was part of the reason I grew the Afro. Judah wasn't the reason I grew the Afro, but I remember I grew the Afro to stand out from everyone when I first grew it back in 98, 99 or so. Um, someone said I resembled talent, which I never saw. Um, oh, or tall and black. Okay, works for me. Um, so that's how long I'd had sort of that voice in my head. I just, the, here we are, what, um, the negotiator came out late, like 97. And I've been doing this impression to my friends and family <laughs> for years. I don't have a joke to go with it, so I'm not just going to force it. Same thing with, uh, with the, the, pod, the, show, the podcast. You finally heard it. Um, and then I said to Marina, she's like, wow, that's really good. You should do that. I was like, I didn't have a joke. I said, shoot, I had that. I said, um, you know, I had um, Phil, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, there's another another voice. Uh, oh, uh, uh, Karen, <laughs> Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta had the last. <laughs> what? What? Karen? Come on! You know they're 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 and it's and it's funny because they're they're the white uh like people always like you only do black guys. No, one of the first impressions I ever did was um was Alec Guinness uh Obi Wan Obi Wan because he said one instead of one. He was a uh, remember the force will be with you always. These weren't things I rehearsed. I just did them. But from from Alec Guinness, Sir Alec Guinness to um to to Philip Seymour Hoffman because he had a very distinct way when he got pissed off. He sounded very much like Lewis Black. And that's what just happened. You go from Lewis Black to you know, calm down Lewis Black is Philip Seymour Hoffman. So maybe that's a joke. I don't know. I just didn't have a joke that was uh uh to me what what you know I don't really use the word a lot but organic in that it just came to be. I don't I don't like forcing something. I don't want to force and what if Philip Seymour Hoffman and Paul Giamatti and Tracy Morgan and Denzel Washington, what if they all worked at a car wash? <laughs> Yo, I, I'm saying, I'm supposed to get to, I need the tips. You're supposed to put the tips in my box. You know what, Tracy, you, you, you do this all the time. And, and you no, know, no, you know what? As shift manager, I want you to know that you should not, you should not take the tips. The tips are for the one for all, all for one. We're like the three musketeers. Yeah, except for the fact, you know, that uh that there are four of us. You know, so that's that's why I don't do because it just seems cheesy. It's funny, but it's better served in a podcast for me. Just for me. It's good for a podcast. For the stage, eh, not so much. Y'all, let me know. What do you think? What do you all think? You think, uh, you think that it, as, 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 uh, excuse me, 
this is both for for any comedians that are listening, um, but casting a wider net to just uh, you know fans of comedy. Uh, you know, uh, like uh, like Madame Shapiro out uh, in Malibu, the Kells one, uh, you know, or Cynthia in, uh, in Brooklyn. Um, as fans of, of comedy, just you like laughing, do you, do you prefer someone that thinks? Do you want to, do you prefer a thinking comedian or you prefer to not think when you go to a comedy show, you just want to be entertained? Because that's I'm I'm always curious, um, you know, because maybe there is something to uh, exploring that. Because I don't feel like I shun I don't shun away from uh, my impressions, but like I said, I also uh, you know as as I've gotten older, more mature, I have a lot of things I want to uh, talk about on stage, um, and given a a public forum where you know. Um, anyone from five people to three hundred in a club to thousands in a in a theater or arena. Um, I feel like you know I I have a, I don't say an obligation or a duty because then that makes us I'm a, then suddenly I'm not a comedian you know suddenly I'm a politician I'm not I'm not a politician I'm a comic um, but I'm a human being I'm a human being that shares this space with millions billions of other human beings. And so I do also like talking about, uh, you know, what's going on um, in the world and in my world and how the things in the world affect me and my world. Um, so, yeah, so I'm curious. Uh, y'all let me know. Y'all, uh, anyone that, that, that listens to this, you know, uh, go on iTunes and, and comment and let me know. Go on SoundCloud. Let a brother know. Go on uh, Twitter. Let me know um, at IMD Numbers. Let me know what you think. If it, you do, you think that I'm getting too in my head uh, with regards to impressions, or do you also do some? Of you, do some of you feel like it's hack to just uh, you know approach jokes with, with saying what's funny? Because anyone can. Here's the thing: anyone can say things. Anyone can say something that's funny. Uh, I th- I think uh, good good uh, stand up. Uh, there is some work, you know, involved, and and to me, that's what separates. That's what separates uh, the audience from the artists on stage. Is the artist has taken a little more time to think through the idea of what they want to say. Obviously, right. the, he's crafted the material versus he's crafted the idea. He's had time to craft the idea versus the audience member that is just ready to laugh, you know? Um, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah, let me know what you think. But that that also was was really uh, what Marina Marina's point was um, to me was instead of, you know, instead of letting people uh, get in my head, she felt like, I guess, she felt, she f- feels like um, people with, with uh, varied... Uh, approaches to the stage and, and various talents are almost ostracized out of doing what it is that makes them even more exceptional uh, because there are those that cannot do those things that look down upon them and say, well, that's just, you know, yeah, those are just impressions. No, they're not just impressions. That's just another facet. Uh, of what I do, it's another tool. So that's how I look at them. It's another tool 
um, to to get the laughs. And so if I can get the laughs just by talking and, and giving straight monologue-type humor, then it just takes it to the proverbial other level, wherever that is, the next level of laughter when you can characterize them with voices or sound effects. Like someone like uh, Michael Winslow uh, from Police Academy, man. Um, some people will say, well, stand up. No, you know, you don't go to watch Michael Winslow uh, to see just a stand up. You go to be entertained. And he is, let me tell you, the dude is hella entertaining, man. For all you Star Wars heads, I've probably spoken about it sometime last year, but uh, he does an impression of, uh, he does Star Wars. He does an impression of the uh, Millennium Falcon versus the uh, TIE Fighters when they first escaped. Uh, the Death Star in in Star Wars in Episode Four: A New Hope, the title which I hate. Um, so yeah, there you have it, people. Uh, I think I've given you, I've given you all I can this week. Damn it! What else do you want from me? A lung? I only got two, and I need them both. Um, yeah. So like I said, y'all can check me out, man. Uh, at the Pittsburgh Improv. Um, this 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 week. What's wrong with me today? <laughs> this week, uh, the 23rd through the 26th, that's this Thursday through Sunday. I'm in Pittsburgh. Then next week, baby, I'm coming to L.A. for the week. Uh, go out there, handle some B.I. So y'all uh, keep your eyes out on the Lab Factory and the Improv's website because I'll probably be bouncing around uh, doing spots um, at those clubs. And as always, you can, uh, you know, holler at your boy, Keep Big Chuck, holla at your boy, G4 status. We got them things when we land. Anyway, I'm sorry. That was my freeway impression. <laughs> Did you like it? Oh, uh, <laughs> yo, so um, y'all can find me, um, you know, as always on all things comedy. Y'all make sure you make sure you comment, but more importantly, make sure you uh tell a friend and subscribe to us, you know. We need, we need we need we need subscriptions, people. We need people subscribing on uh, on SoundCloud and iTunes. I think I went on iTunes. The last comment on iTunes was from last year, <laughs> so I gotta I want to direct people to uh to iTunes as well, um, uh, but also SoundCloud. I do my best to uh, respond back to y'all. So appreciate any and all feedback. Um, Follow me at I am Dean Edwards. A lot of y'all, if you're fam, you already do. Go, uh, go, go click like. Don't take a lot of time, people. Go to my um, go to facebook.com slash I am Dean Edwards and click like on uh on my page so that me uh publicist can stop telling me I need to direct more people towards my Facebook fan page. And I know y'all are fam. Uh so so uh don't get mad at me for Facebook putting F-A-N with an N as in Nancy instead of M as in Mary. Because y'all know who you are to be. I, lo I love y'all, man. I, lo I could not do this without... I mean, I could. Um, but then it wouldn't be as much fun. Uh, and there you have it, man. All, all love, um, you know, and, and yeah, I think... Oh, and you know what? A nice... Anash is listening to like me and a couple other cats. Uh, I, I always forget how to say your name correctly, Anash. So you're Anash to me. He's he's overseas 
and he, he listens and he always uh, sends love. It always makes me feel awkward because he calls me king and I respect it and appreciate it, but I, I'm not there yet, but I, I appreciate uh, all the love, son, and uh, I know you're, you're, you're getting well over there. Um, so, you know, keep healing. Keep healing, brother. Hey, yo. Uh, did we talk about Hillary Clinton? No, because this is not a political show. Uh, but hey, you know, you know, it's funny. Anytime I see Hillary Clinton, I always look at her. Her smile, it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me. It's, it's always like, uh, how much longer? Are the cameras still on? Okay, I'm going to smile. This really hurts. God. Um, but hey, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll be interesting. They're, they're already, there's plenty of time to talk about it. But more, more than that, more than that, can, can, can we stop with the, with the, uh, with, the, with the news? They're already like, they've already started with the graphs and, and, and the, the percentages and like, dude, it's a can, 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 uh, can Obama finish his, uh, term first before we, uh, get him out of it? Uh, <clears throat> just a thought. Um, any police officers that, that are listening, I want y'all to know, listen, I know there are a lot of good ones out there. Uh, there are a lot of, there, there are probably more good police officers out there than bad ones. I've, I've had just as many cops let me off the hook with a warning as there are that, that have given me tickets, you know, so I know that I don't, I, I'm saying this because I know it's got, right now it's got to be frustrating to be a police officer and... Every week, there's a king. What I'm saying is, can we distribute the bullets more evenly to every race? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yes, that's just dumb. <laughs> Someone, look, if I ever run for president, that's the clip that they're going going to get. He was telling, he was saying they should shoot everyone. Um, so I actually just said that. So, so in the context, uh, when I'm running for office, uh, 30 years from now, which will never happen. Um, Look, I just did that. So if I do run for office, they'll say, he, he said he'd never run. Dean Edwards is a flip-flopper. <laughs> I'm being silly, man. It's just because I love y'all so much. Um, okay, the music's playing. Yeah, it is. There it goes right there. Uh, all love, two fingers. Peasy means peace and stay easy. <laughs> 